Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's got a chance. Go! We're counting down the days to opening day. Happy opening day. By celebrating some of Chicago baseball's all-time greats. There go number four. Spiegel's top 30 favorite Chicago baseball players of the last 30 years. Matt Spiegel is one of the great baseball people, and not only in this town, but across the country. From Abreu. Sox win! Sox win! On a grand slam by Jose Abreu. To Big Z. Carlos Alvarado has no hit! The Houston Matt Spiegel counts us down to opening day. Wow, is that huge. Matt Spiegel's 30 players for 30 years. That's how you do it. On the Parkins and Spiegel Show on 670 The Score. Every day, 445, Spiegel's counting it down. Realize he had been in town for 30 summers. This is going to be number 31 coming up. 30 shows until opening day. Alfonso Soriano, number 29, Ray Durham, 28, Carlos Lee, 27, Ryan Sandberg, 26, Maglio Ordonez, 25, Kyle Schwarber, 24, Big Z, Carlos Zambrano, number 23, Black Jack McDowell, number 22, Ryan Dempster. By the way, Jack McDowell is scheduled to be on the show tomorrow Woo! at 2.30. Uh, number 21, Tim Anderson, Number 20, Alexei Ramirez. Number 19, Jermaine Dye. Number 18, Aramis Ramirez. An all-timer. Best trade in Cubs history is probably Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope for Scott Feldman and Steve Clevenger. Yes. But a close second is the deadline deal in 2003 when the Pirates were cutting payroll and they dealt Kenny Lofton and Aramis Ramirez to the Cubs for infielder Jose Hernandez and a prospect named... Bobby Hill, an old-fashioned fleecing by the Cubs. Down the stretch of 03, 15 homers and 39 RBIs for Aramis Ramirez in 63 games that year, and he was terrific in the playoffs. A homer against the Braves in the first round series win. Then he tore up the Marlins on the way to what surely seemed like it was going to be a World Series, Danny. In 2003. I remember. Uh, game four of the NLCS that season. A massively memorable moment for Aramis Ramirez. No score. Cubs have a great chance. Bases loaded. One down. And the 2-2. Swinging a high fly ball. Deep left field. Back goes Conine. Conine near the wall. Looking up. That ball is a grand slam. It's a grand slam for Aramis Ramirez. Cubs lead four to nothing. Right down the left field line. Towering home run. Cubs lead 4-0 in the first. That's the third home run of the postseason for Ramirez. He's doubled his RBI output. This is not the same Dontrell Willis. We told you early that his stuff is short. Cubs lead 4-0 first inning. Man, that's good. Um, Three homers, seven ribbies. 
uh, in that series for Aramis Ramirez. In the five seasons between 04 and 08, because you remember what happened, Danny. They went to the World Series. Remember Moises Alou made that catch of the pop-up along foul territory? Yeah, exactly. I remember. That was a great time. Yeah. Uh, Five seasons between 04 and 08, Aramis never hit less than 27 homers, never drove in fewer than 92 runs, never had an OPS or had an OPS over 900 four times. One season it was at 898. He never struck out even 100 times. He was usually in the 60s and never had less than 500 plate appearances. Amazing run. Four times he placed an MVP voting, twice in the top 10. A dependable slugger. He struggled with looking lazy. He looked apathetic. Fans got frustrated. Bob Brenly got frustrated, said some controversial stuff about him. Mark DeRosa was on the score last year, I think at some point, talked about how some players hurt themselves by how easy things come to them. A lot of my tough conversations with guys or comments that would kind of maybe be approached as a little, you know, kind of upset somebody, I did in the shower. Because at no point do I think that two men are going to go after it right there when they're stark (laughs) naked with soap all over them. So I always felt like it was the perfect time to have a great conversation. I used to do it because I I have a belief that Aramis Ramirez is one of the best players I ever played with. And I fell victim to it, too. I mean, Alan Trammell called me out my first year in 07 for taking plays off. I can remember it. So I just, I remember with Aramis, I had such respect for how great a player he was and the ability to drive in runs and that when he occasionally would dog it, I knew what the fans, you could see the reaction of all the Wrigley faithful. And and I would go to him. I'm like, man, these people, you know, these people pay to come see you. They're not coming to see me or Terrio or Mike Fontenot or Reed Johnson or whoever. They come to see you and, and you're, you're better than that. I know you're better than that. I played against you since we were in Lynchburg. And he always took it like, yeah, it was bad luck. It ne- it was never met because Rammer knew I I cared about him and and knew what got him going and knew what made him tick. It's great stuff, man. I you you hit on it. Um I feel like what I loved about him, I don't speak for all Cubs fans. He's one of if not the most consistent Cubs ever. Showed up Every year. And even the Killing year, it. like, so I went back and looked at it when you told me that this was the guy on the list. Like, cause I remember also it was, it was always 30 doubles, 30 homers. Like, and you could, you could pencil him in for it. Mm-hmm. Even 05, when he only played 123 games, 30 doubles, 31 homers. Crazy. So like, like he, he was having arguably his best offensive season yep. in that five year stretch of 03 when they acquired him through 08 that you were highlighting. Mm hmm in the fewest games, and he still got to the numbers that everyone was penciling him in for, and he missed 25% of the season. So, yeah, sometimes he, like, you know, walked into second base on a roped double, and you were like, man, run, respect 90, whatever the case may be. Or he'd hit one off the wall, and it'd be a little embarrassing because he would be jogging and thinking it was a home run or something like that. But, man, he always gave you his numbers. His career slash line in high-leverage situations, Danny, 301 360, 521. That's an OPS in high leverage situations in the clutch of 881. Damn. June 29th, 2007. Wrigley Field is packed. Cubs are playing the Brewers. Cubs had won six in a row. We're right around 500, but looking like a team that might be able to take off. Brewers still had a seven and a half game lead in the Central. 
Aramis walked it off. And now a one-run ball game. Last chance here. It's Ramirez. Fontano still at first. The pitch to Aramis. There's a drive. Deep left center. Cubs win. They win it. Ramirez, two-run shot. Oh, baby. Can you believe it? That might be my favorite Len Casper call ever, by the way. Just, just that realizing good that's damn good. Ramirez, um, there was just a, a great moment. Um, limited by injury for 2009 and 2010, but even his last year as a Cub was good. 306 batting average, 26 homers, 93 RBIs. Overall, eight and a half seasons as a Cub, 239 homers, 806 RBI. In the history of the franchise, he ranks third in slugging in the history of the franchise. Sixth in OPS, sixth in home runs, 12th in RBI. And is probably the second best third baseman in the history of the franchise next to Ron Santo, if not the first. Offense, I give him a 10. Defense, I give him a 7. There were a lot of errors. Vibes, I give him a 7. Teammateship, though, I'll give him a 9. And memorable moments, he gets a 9. So he adds up to 42, sits there at number 18 for the uh, top 30. Yeah, crazy good player. I thought very likable. Like, yeah, he took some criticism. But, I mean, man, showing up and hitting... Like, just like every middle of the lineup, that dude was going to hit. Yeah. And you felt like you had a run producer, and he was going to be there every day, and it was awesome, man. He was he was very easy to root for. Led the league in doubles in 2012 with Milwaukee. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Like at, at, at 34 years old, had, had, had 50 doubles. His career numbers are, like, actually, like, I guess I kind of forgot how long he played. He comes up, yeah, because 386 uh homers, 495 doubles. He had a huge year in Pittsburgh as a 23-year-old with 34 homers and 112 ribs. 2,300 hits for a Ramos. That's a pretty damn good career. That's a great, I mean, it's not a Hall of Famer, but it's really good. Very good. 2,300 career hits, 386 bombs for Aramis Ramirez. Like like Soriano, it's one of those guys that I, I feel. Uh, was unfairly maligned on some level while he was still putting up numbers. The franchise tag deadline is tomorrow. Some news already trickling out that could impact the Bears. We'll give you the updates on that, and you'll also hear Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus in a way you probably haven't heard him before. It's all coming up. Park at the Speak on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.